That's what I like about you. You really know how to dance. Yeah. We go up, down, jump around, talk about you, romance. Yeah. Keep on whispering in my ear. Tell me all the things that I want to hear, because it's true. That's what I like about you. That's what I like about you. You, you, you. you. <laughs> Uh, I realized how much the white television we grew up with. And how we so really fucking much. We are really television ass kids. We grew up like because we grew up so much white television. I don't think I ever like know the same. I don't. I never watch movies. I watch television. A lot of television was white, so therefore I don't know a lot of black movies, and so I don't correlate to a lot of black childhood experiences and like stuff like that as far as like entertainment experiences. So when teenagers talk about certain things, they're like. Talk about this show, and I'm like, this movie, and I'm like, I don't know, but we're just white, and I was like real lame and like real cool. I'm like this white person, and like, sis, we don't hang out or talk about white people. I don't know. I wow, growing up in Salem household, I definitely don't have that experience. Uh, There are definitely like black, like you know, big black movies that I haven't seen or I didn't see until like later and stuff. But I feel like you know, most of like the big ones, like Soul Food. Brown sugar. Brown sugar I saw uh, because I grew up with brown sugar. You know yeah. what I mean? But like soul food, I don't even remember what that's necessarily about. But I remember like soul playing with it. Did that see that until I was like 13 though? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I definitely do. Like, well, we will grew up with so much like white TV media, but I feel like all of the movies that mommy would watch with us and that we would watch and that we had like DVDs and VHS stuff were black movies for them. Like, there were white movies in there too, but like a lot of them were black movies. And I especially remember just like watching VHS tapes all the time and DVDs all the time of like black stuff. Well, this is uh, Oyana's experience and then my experience. And on that note, it's Izzy. It's Oyana. It's It's a look. Yeah, that's so weird. Cause like I don't know, I definitely do like have gaps in black knowledge of stuff, um, and I do have like knowledge of white stuff. That's like, I don't, like I also feel like because I don't like Friends and I don't like The Office. Like every time I, I, I used to not like The Office because I just think it's one of the things I hate purposely comedic shows, and I thought it was stupid. And I just I think that it was, the fact that it's not supposed to necessarily be funny, but just all stupid yeah. like very antics kind of thing like Seinfeld but like real but three stooges mixed yes and so like that's where I kind of like the Seinfeld part of it it gave me into it because there is a storyline mm-hmm. it's just idiotic <laughs> yeah I I like so the first season is really hard to get through and everybody says like just give it like the first season is not even really necessary because that's when they were really trying to closely align itself with the British uh version of it and they had they they decided that that wasn't gonna work. And so like season two and one is like what people tell you to watch. But yeah, it's just I was like I can't really imagine people behaving this way in a workplace. I feel like the the black guy in the show I just relate to him so much. Mm-hmm. Like he's the only person that I can like watch and like if anytime he's like a pivotal part in the episode, I can get into it. Or um uh, um sugar sleeping behind me. I see. The Indian woman, I'm so mad I can't remember her name. I think her name is Mindy. Mindy, I was thinking, I was gonna say Kimmy, and I was like, I know that's wrong. No, Kimmy, Mindy. Mindy. No, I think that's a different show. Yeah, but uh, Mindy, like, like they're like kind of like, but even her character is like a little like she's a little ditzy. Yeah, she like goes into the antics, but like yeah. he's the only character in there that I can kind of relate to because I was like, yes, this is. I feel like this is what it feels like to work with white people. Why, why would I watch this? Yeah, but yeah, anyway. But I mean, I guess it's like. The office, you know, the office I used never entered, never will enter. But it's funny to see because a job is so random. Yeah. And like the whole thing is so random. And I think, yeah, after after you just watch it, it's like I say all the time, suspend your disbelief. No, I, get, I guess I can't suspend my. It's, okay, so I feel like the reason why Friends and The Office and like other white shows, white sitcoms don't really do it for me um, that much, minus like Seinfeld and that 70s show kind of shows um because when you put white like, when i'm watching shows about white people in situations like white people in the workplace i know that mm. this isn't funny to me oh, <laughs> you're bitch. Yes. like no because y'all really act like this Damn. <laughs> like i can't get into it yeah see i never actually had a lot of 
I mean, I've worked in offices, but I've always worked like as a snack cart. Yeah. Like I pass the snacks around. Like, you know, it's fun, it's cute. But I never really actually like interacted with the people. Like, no, just, but like, I was like, no, this is really how you niggas behave. And like, y'all, y'all turn it. And like, the fact that white people are like, oh my God, this is hilarious. I know, I kind of just like, I do too. I do too. Pretty fit, and I hate him. I wish I never knew him. Like I feel like everybody in that show thinks they're like, um, what's his name? The main character, not the Pam's husband. Oh, uh, I don't even know his name. Whatever yeah. him. And I was like, I feel like all white people who watch that show. They think they're like Pam and him. And yeah. it's like, no, y'all Dwight. Y'all are fucking annoying fuck as fuck. Yeah, like, all of you. Get <laughs> Like, oh, dumb, just dumb. His name is Jim. Jim, yeah. Y'all think y'all Jim and Pam is like everybody, you are absolutely Y'all right. Michael Scott. Bitch. Yes, yes. <laughs> You're the Michael. Worst. The fucking worst. Oh, yes. Her like, name was Kelly, and her real name is Mindy. Okay. Her real actual name is Mindy Calling. <laughs> Only reason I remember that, because she was on a show prior to this. The Mindy Project. Her, yeah, yeah, she had her, her own show. actual show. And like, she's on something else, too. I was like, I know, I know who, like, I know she is, and like, I've watched the Mindy Project, and like, I think she's funny. I just really blanked on her name. Um, but anywho, what are we talking wow. about? Wow, wait. So Phyllis on this show is actually named Phyllis. Like, that's her name. And Oscar on here is his real name is Oscar as well. Right. And Creed. What the fuck? Why are their real names like? They just they See, this no just, creativity. They're this like, just further, you look like a Phyllis. I'm sorry, that just further makes me not like the show. I'm like, so this really Ooh. might be how y'all act. <laughs> like y'all just being y'all. <laughs> They're really being themselves. No character acting, bitch. This is my life. That's hilarious. It's like three different people. They just say, "Fuck it, that's your name." And this one guy, his whole name is his character name. Creed Bratton is his character name as well. I don't know. China and McLean. She used to do that. Still does it probably. I was like, who's trying to end the blame? <laughs> but yeah, I guess so. Like, if she really want her name to become a brand. Raven does it? Yeah. There are a lot of people. And yeah. a lot of people do it, but I guess because these people are like secondary characters, it just seems odd. You I feel know? like it makes more sense. They're like, bitch, you don't remember me. <laughs> Phyllis? Yeah. Yes, actually. <laughs> exactly. Wow. <laughs> Smart work. Love it. Yes. Oscar <laughs> Nunez is actually is like running to Oscar Nunez. His fake name is Oscar Martinez. They might as well just should have kept the fucking real name. But I mean, he's getting more work. So shout out to you, Oscar. That's so funny. He's like, I'm Oscar from a uh, yeah. office. He's like, Oh wow, but your your face is Oscar. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, I'm Oscar. And I'm gonna win one too. Want to be on that journey with me? Ooh, come on. <laughs> PR. <laughs> Love it. Make me my manager. Um, we just spent eight minutes talking about nothing. Are we in the office? <laughs> <laughs> Is this pill? Uh, I read the the black version of these, your favorite shows. How about you rate us five stars on Apple Podcast? And tell us all about it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's close enough. It's up. What are we talking about this week? Yeah, you wanted to talk about um, what's a Beyonce or what's something yeah. else? Oh, um, hi guys. So uh, this week, very like early 2010s YouTube. Hi guys, welcome back to our channel. Um, if you haven't clicked off already, keep listening. <laughs> please, please. I promise we're going to get into the real conversation. So long story short, um, with the shooting of Meg Thee Stallion, <laughs> something I've just been noticing and I'm sure all, like, not, I, it's not that I've been noticing. What has been happening, fuck me noticing, is people have been basically trying to um, justify Megan being shot by Tory Lane and find reasons, like, you know, there's one story that allegedly they got into an argument um, over Kylie Jenner, either, whatever. I don't give a fuck about that. And that, you know, allegedly she was talking, you know, cash shit, and then Tory decided to shoot her. And the person who was telling the story kept stressing, like, oh, she was being mad, disrespectful. She was talking all this shit. There was uh, <clears throat> another rapper, Cameron, who posted this transphobic joke saying that um, the reason that Tori shot her was because she had a, um, a male sex organ. Penis? Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I just, it's just so fucking absurd. Um... 
and, and then then there's like the dumbass argument that Megan what clarify the absurdity the absurdity oh I'm sorry yeah, the absurdity like that can go wide that can go some ways oh yeah, yeah yeah I don't think it's absurd that a woman can have a penis that happens all the time I think it's absurd that these are justifications for shooting someone yeah I think it is absurd that like and no in none of these excuses quote unquote has someone said like Meg pulled a gun first yeah, you know him. like she, there's no like you know wild west wild west situation like it like all of it is bullshit yeah. Um, yeah, people saying that she's so she's too tall. Like I was okay, so Bluami, part of my shitty thing of the week. Um, like I was like, I kept seeing tweets about people saying that how tall she was. And I was like, what the like I know this bitch name is Stallion, but like she don't even look that tall. So I like Googled her height, five ten. And I was just like, Are y'all serious? Are y'all fucking serious? The bitch who did the tall girl movie is six one, and, I, and like I was just literally complaining about that bitch not being tall enough to be griping about her height the way she was in that fucking movie. And y'all, five, yo, my my uncle, my fifteen year old uncle was taller than Meg Thee Stallion. Come on, <laughs> and like moreover, like that doesn't fucking matter because what does her height have to do with somebody shooting her? Yeah. Um, but we know what all of this is. All it's misogynoir, it's transphobia. And it is like, you know, so like I was just kind of contemplating all of that. And I was just thinking about um, a conversation that uh, Hey Kim at Fort Harriet, <laughs> they were having, she was having hey on girl, her, hey. Hey girl, hey. she was having on her YouTube channel where um, they were talking about femininity and the, they were talking about femininity and the confines of it and the protection under it and who gets to take part in that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and like they were talking about it in within the diaspora of womanhood, like you know, cis and trans women, um, and saying that like, okay, so cis women automatically opt into a system that says that they're more worthy of femininity than trans women, um, because you know, transphobia. And then even within that, like you know, uh, then you have you know, obviously white women are the epitome of femininity, even like because it's a white concept, and then everyone else kind of falls underneath that. <laughs> like you know depending on different intersections and stuff like that and the conversation that they were having was like who gets the like who inherently like who gets the benefit from femininity and why black women need to divorce it and the conversation basically came to a point where it's like well black women never really get to opt into those systems like cis black women never really get to opt into those systems of protection for femininity because the moment that you try to enact them, the moment that something happens that you should garner empathy, that you should garner protection, people find reasons to justify the reasons that you uh, that you should not that you are not femme. Yeah, um, and we see it all like like the, you see it all the time where like for example, Gail King says something that upsets Snoop Dogg. And he immediately, you know, refers to her as all, he immediately dehumanizes her and, like, calls her all type of doghead bitches and, and, you know, hoes and all of that shit. The fact that, uh, like, with Meg, people are immediately trying to masculinize masculinize her to justify someone um, shooting her. (laughs) Excuse me. Um, And then, like, there was something that she said, uh, one of the women on the panel said that I just was just so fucking true. And she was like, what cis women don't realize is that y'all too experience transphobia. Mm-hmm. She was like, all it takes is one somebody on Twitter taking your picture and putting a man's picture but next to it and somebody saying, yeah, I can see it. And then there's a question of your femininity. There's a question of your womanhood. And like, you don't get, uh, you don't garner protection from your community because once there's a question of how do you fit into womanhood as we have decided, like, you know, what's, We've decided that cis womanhood is the epitome of womanhood. And if you don't fit inside of that and whatever that means, but specifically if you don't align with that and what we decide gender is, that you don't get that protection. Um, But like, you know, cis black women still obviously uh, heavily buy into these systems or whatever. And um, that was just the kind of, that's the conversation that I want to have today. Let's talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) The um, video she's talking about is uh, for Harriet on YouTube. It's called Black Trans Women Are Black Women, period, with Kate Black and Lorette Aleph. Yes. Sorry if I said that wrong. Uh, Lorette, wow. A fucking queen, a gem. Like, I just want to listen to her talk five ever. She was just so good at that conversation. I love it. 
but um yeah so uh your thoughts yeah i mean like something i always talk about something that but something that is a part in my life is that when i was in like sixth grade such a young age right but when i was in sixth grade uh till almost eighth grade almost it really died out at the end of seventh grade but uh i had fake dated this boy for like two days maybe a day and then I broke up with them, and then after that, it was like this rumor went around that I was like, he was like, oh yeah, she looks like a man, like you know, she was like that. It was like a DL relationship, mm-hmm. anyway, so no one knew about it, and so all of a sudden he's like, you know, Elizabeth uh, kind of like a man, you know, and so the whole rhetoric after that was just like, boom, you know, mm-hmm. I was like the ugliest girl in the class then, and it was just like the whole bullying for like a, a year and almost a half of like just being like, you look like a man. And then that that be my 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 know how. Yeah. But still, like going through school, people still consider themselves nice people because mm-hmm. they still be your friends and close around friends, and then like you know that kind of thing. And like that weird di- like life to lead through, and then like people obviously discounting your femininity and your like womanhood. Yeah. But also still trying to act like they're nice people around you, and that it's okay that like it's okay that you're not like you know you're not a woman. It's like wait, I never. <laughs> I never said, you know, one yeah. that I wasn't, and then two, like, what? It's okay, like, you know, what yeah. I mean? like, what, the conversation, this conversation, I never was a part of. Yeah, you just started to surround me, and then just I tried to act like everything was okay. You're all good people, and so it was a weird dichotomy. You know? And so I'm so glad to leave, you know. <laughs> yeah, I um, <clears throat> it's it's one of those concepts that's just super interesting to me how. Yeah, just how quickly the oppressed pick up the master's tools. So black women as a whole know what it's like. We like all of I feel like most black women have have an experience of like having been dehumanized or defeminized uh, by hell, other black people, regardless of gender, mm-hmm. having had that happen, right? That's like such a go-to, like to like, you know, to misgender someone. Oh, she looks like a man. Um, especially when we're talking about dark-skinned women, um, to do that. And to know what that feels like and to know the kind of trauma and the kind of harm that that, that enacts and then still turn around and then be transphobic. Something okay. to know. I, I think it's funny because also another story, I got misgendered a lot of times throughout my youth because yeah. I've always had like very strong features. I think as I, as I grow up, my face becomes like, I guess, softer close around that. But... Um, that's also because I gained weight and so like, you know, fluctuate after a while, your face just becomes a lot of fat. Um, but when I was younger, it was just like just straight, you know, kid features. Like yeah. they just they just fuck face. Like kids always got big faces. And so I just had a big nose. I haven't had like, you know, average sized eyes, but the nose is so big and it's never really, you know, basically a kid. And so I grew up, whatever, and I got mistaken as a boy multiple times on the park before, you know, just a lot of times. And I think it's funny to even think about how uh, that played into granted I don't think I have ever been like a um, I've never been like somebody who defended being hateful towards like trans people mm-hmm. but I have as most cis people have uh, perpetuated you know transphobic remarks or transphobic ideals mm-hmm. and like the whole room like it was a whole thing at a certain point in the age you call people she man and everything mm-hmm. else and so like it's funny to think about how I grew up since a very young age, always been criticized about not being woman enough, but then still, you know, doing like being, you know, still again, and then in, in itself going back on the same thing, on that same ideal until maybe the last four years. Like just being maybe yeah. honest, maybe last two until I really make it a part of my like everyday living to actually think about. It's one of those things you always be like, oh, I'm not transphobic, and then you'd be like, but whole time you out here and be like oh i'm just before when it's moved into three i was like well but she looks more like a man than i do <laughs> like you know what i mean like those, trying to pass it off on someone else trying to pass it off on someone else and trying to just validate continuously validating it and not realizing the whole thing was transphobic and also and even at that age not realizing any of that was transphobic just understanding it to be like me 
Mm-hmm. Like I never understood. I never put a word to it. I just was like, this is unnecessary. This is illogical, and this is me. Yeah, and that's how I categorized it. And I was like, I just would like if you weren't mean to me, you know? Like, yeah. And then like, and then you go on, and then as you grow up, but it's nice to have that foundation. But it's still the only reason I had some semblance of a foundation is because I was already been told that you were not woman enough. You know what I mean? And it's like somebody's been, especially someone who's like light skinned and very traditionally feminine, mm-hmm. or even white. Um, growing up as a white woman, if you're constantly told that you are portrayed as a woman, you mm-hmm. always have, especially if you're girly. I've never yeah. been girly, and so I've always been against against the idea of what femininity is. And so growing up, I had some base of that, but even still, perpetuating harmful stereotypes. It's so wild to think like that's just inherent in our society, and so it makes you wonder if like is anyone separated from this? And my answer is no. So <laughs> there was a really interesting question that Kim asked in the panel that she had. And she asked both women, both women in the panel were trans, um, like kind of a chicken or the egg uh, question. Is your, the drag that you wear, the appearance of your femininity, did that come, is that informed by how you identify with your gender or do I, like which comes first? Is it like, do I identify as a woman and I dress this way or do I dress this way because I identify as a woman? And, um, so Cat Black, she her answer was like, I, okay, I'm gonna give you her answer, and I'm gonna tell you why I identified it with, with it so much, and it like kind of ties into what you said. She was saying that like in the beginning of her transition, that she she like really she was like she she would say that her appearance was informed. She would say that her one her appearance was informed by her womanhood because she would like when she would go out and wearing tights or put makeup on or like you know just you know wearing something a little seductive out in the streets. She was like, it was an act of protest. She was like, I felt like this was a defiance. You know, I was like, I am woman. I am here. I am asserting myself. I am taking up space. And she was like, now when I get dressed, she was like, you know, I'm not thinking about it in that same way. I'm not thinking about, and if someone says this, I'm going to say this. And like, yeah. I'm going to stare people down. If they say, like, she was like, I don't think about it in that way anymore. Um, where she was like, I do think that now my, like, I, I'm a woman, so I dress this way is more so how I fit is like how she feels now. And I identify with that so much just because like, first of all, I want to say apples and oranges, not saying these two things are similar in any way, but there's correlation. Um, like being a fat woman (laughs) that when I wear a crop top or I'm wearing like short shorts now or something like that, that I do feel like that's an act. Like I like. I'm a girly girl or whatever, but, like, I, I told you before, like, I don't feel comfortable wearing certain clothes because I don't think that I could, like, quote-unquote, pull them off with my body. Mm-hmm. I don't, like, I think that I would be sacrificing my femininity if I dressed myself in that way because people wouldn't see me as femme. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so when I, but when I do assert myself as femme, I know that that is in itself, like, an act of protest as a fat woman because people don't think that I'm deserving of that. And so when I'm dressing in that way, like, I do feel that, like, I'm asserting my womanhood. I am doing something, right? Mm-hmm. This is not this, this is not what I would naturally do. Um, and, like, I, like, in her, ex, like, her explanation to, like, for that, it was, like, it also was, like, I cannot, like, as a cis woman, transphobic, right? Like, just inherently so. I, as existing, my existence as a, trans, as a cis person inherently makes transphobia a thing. Yeah. Um, and then I can also just say and do transphobic shit. That's not me being excusing yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but like similar to you, like it is that experience of knowing that I am also acting out my femininity in a way, like to, in protest of what someone believes I should be doing, that has always informed, like that has helped informed my understanding of like trans women and why I am so inc- why I try to be anyway as inclusive as possible to other like trans women and non men. Uh, in my personal activism and feminism, but then it like, you know, it, like you think about the opposite spectrum of that with other cis women um, who actively work against that, who are like, no, like we are different. We are separate. Like, to hold like, on to some semblance of the personal reality. And it's like, but my, and, and I think that I just, one of the reasons I love that question is because it really had me like question what in what ways do I identify with my womanhood mm-hmm. like is it my dress and it's like no because like I don't think like if I wore different clothes I wouldn't feel any less of a woman yeah I just know other people would think that I was yes. less of a woman right oh my god that is such a 
That's such a good yes. Keep going. Um, <laughs> it, it, um, and it's it's also that that understanding of being secure in who you are that it doesn't matter that someone expresses similar thoughts in a different way. Yeah. Um, like I like yeah, like the, the the fact that my womanhood doesn't look like a trans woman's womanhood doesn't mean that my womanhood is invalid. And I feel like that's where a lot of cis women come from, Not where they that, think that they think that 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 womanhood is singular and the like. And I understand why you've grown up that blue and pink, right? Yeah. And you're like, there's no such thing as purple or green Yellow, or orange. Yeah. Green, like there's brown. No, like there's no other colors, right? These are the two colors you are deserving of. And it's like, but you open your eyes. <laughs> you're like, wait, I, but I don't like pink or blue. Like, and there was a point that Kat made in in, in um in the on the discussion, and she was saying that as we are opening it up and learning about more new genders and stuff, she was like, you find a lot of people who like have been told that they were cis their entire lives are under learning now that they have options for the first time mm-hmm. and that freaks some people out mm-hmm. and she was like even if they don't necessarily want to choose any of the new mm-hmm. options just learning that yeah, there are right. there um especially when you've been told that all you can do is this um but yeah um, Jump in. <laughs> no, I just think it, it, it that is so real. Cause like I another thing that I if you listen to other seasons of this podcast, you already know, but well you have to listen to Tinley because I don't even remember what episode that would have been in. But <laughs> uh I spoke about how I went through such I think it was in the episode with Danny actually. But I spoke about how growing up I was always so like confused about what I would wear and like what that would mean. Mm-hmm. Because every like as a black as a black person, you know, when depending on what you wear, you get different interactions. Yeah, that's true. And then a label on top of that is a black woman, and they are like, we already we already spoke about how you're already constantly at base, not a woman. Yeah. And, and, and everybody's understanding, and so what I go outside in will definitely change and differentiate who I am approached by and how who, you're approached, how I'm approached, and like if I want to be approached, and like you know, blah, 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 go down lines. And I used to, I went through a weird phase of only wearing dresses at one point, not really in like a protest or anything like that, but trying to understand what my style was. Then I went through a pros of wearing my brother's clothes every fucking day to school. Like it just so many different places trying to figure out, you know, what gender identity do I fit in. And just coming to a place of, oh shit, you know, I'm cool with both. You know, like and then be like, oh, then there's that, you know, that space and but for so long not fitting into them, so taking it as a personal attack against my human. You know, I mean, like, what's wrong with me that I am not wearing dresses and feeling comfortable anymore? Why am I not wearing, you know, baggy clothes and looking, feeling as my most effeminate self? And, like, why can't, why am I, you know, I would have to at point be like, I can only wear these things, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that you know, I didn't realize I could just interchange. Yeah. Like, oh, these all things are just all clothes. And, and you know, I grew up. <laughs> but it took so much time and taking so much self-understanding. And I don't think until after I came out of that hole that I even understood, you know, that there are also other, like, genders. Yeah. Because at the time, I think I was going on this trope of, like, I, I made a post about this, my own biphobia and everything like that. But I was already going through that, you know what I mean? And not understanding, like, trying to be a common part of this LGBTQ, you know, plus I community and just having a basic non-understanding of my clothing choice. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, not realizing who I was disrespecting in that, even that, you know, all the other things that are going through that. And yeah, I don't know. It's really a weird point of like not learning and not even opening myself up to learning about, you know, other identities. And I think a lot of people are in that similar standpoint that they, especially because you're not being shown um, anyone who's trans in day to day television. You're not, and so the rhetoric of like, Trans people just came out of nowhere. Yeah. And that being like, I not understand how people can get there, but I can understand how people can stay there. Mm-hmm. And like why they would choose to stay there versus, you know, open up their minds. Like you said, it becomes frightening to realize there are other things around me that mm-hmm. there's always been around me. And then I'm like, oh shit, you know, then you start thinking like of your own personal ignorance. You have to rearrange your personal view. Yeah. If that makes any sense at all. I just said a lot. No, no, no. <laughs> I definitely hear you. Um, I feel like that kind of goes into the conversations that people are always having about 
about pronouns being so hard to remember and to respect, um, and it really is just a refusal to learn new things, um, because what's, and then you also have to think about the privileges that you would have to give up. Because if we if we decide that all women are women, like you know, if that's the way you identify, then that's the way you identify. Then we're, you know, or we decide that gender, like if, if we get to a point, because you know, people are always going to hypothesize, like, well, you know, it shouldn't matter. It's like if we could get to a point where gender didn't matter, then we won't be having this conversation. But it does matter, so we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we could get to a, but the idea is to get to a place where, you know, it doesn't matter. Where like your gender is, you know. Your gender is your gender because it is, yeah. but like it is not the driving force in the way that people treat you, right? Yeah. But part of that would be to the only way that it would happen if there was no privileged group. So that means that cis people, that means that men, that means that you know cis women would have to be able would have to say that hey, I will no longer take part in this. Yeah. Hell, that means that uh, trans people who identify within the binary would have to give up a certain amount of privilege whereas like well I identify within the binary and so that gives me access to privilege in a way that GNC folk don't have mm-hmm. um, and that, I feel like that's the part that you know ultimately people don't want to give up because like let's talk about it cis women we know even cis black women specifically we know that in the grand scheme of womanhood that we're at the bottom of the barrel, but there's somebody beneath yeah, us, right? Yeah. Is the, is the idea behind it. And it's like, if we pick up trans women, then all of us are at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's like, my, but, but I feel like what, you know, my sistren would have seen for her to realize is that like, bitch, we would have twice as many people here. And also... The, the way that you as a black woman receive rights is that if trans women receive rights, mm-hmm. um, then there will be no bottom. Then, yeah, then that doesn't have because to be a bottom. In order for, like, in order for any of, uh, in order for any of us to come up at any scale, right, in grand scheme of whatever, mm-hmm. there would either have to be a resurgence of power in some way, so therefore there would be leave space for it to have been broken. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And what y'all decide to do after it's broken, if you try to fuck it up again and put some else on top, then that's what happens. But the in order for it to break, you know, then we have to you know break down our own personal systems of reality, and so then you leave space for all of us to be at the same level. And like I said before, if y'all decide to fuck it up after that, that's what you. But I hope for the best. (laughs) Yeah. um, I kind of touched on this on what Izzy off podcast. And I was saying that one of the, don't worry, this is all going to come back around. I said one of the, I was like telling her, like one of the like the greatest atrocities of Breonna Taylor's murder. And what it just says about America as a country is that like we live in a country where jackbooted thugs can kick in your door in the middle of the night in plain clothes without announcing themselves and murder an American citizen in her bed and then arrest her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And the fact that that only enrages 13% of the population because we share the same race as the person who was murdered is really fucked up because in that context, that should scare everyone Mm -hmm. that a police officer can do that and get away with, like, not he got acquitted, these motherfuckers haven't been arrested. Somebody's on vacation right now kind of shit, right? But as long as white people believe that brutality, police brutality is only something that is reserved for black and brown people and poor people that they don't like, mm-hmm. they don't have to be afraid, yeah. right? And they don't have to think about the consequences of tomorrow of when someone does the same thing in their homes. And, I th- and then that's largely what you see cis women doing. It is us deciding that, well, you're not murdering cis women, which is fucking stupid they because are. they are. Wait, because they, they are. are. And it's like, my thing is like, and, and I say the same shit to white people because the first thing white people want to say when we talk about police brutality is they shoot white people. And we're like, and being mad. And why are you not angry? <laughs> why are you not upset? Why are you not in the streets? And cis women, again, why are you not angry? Why are you looking at other women who are literally fighting for the exact same shit? Well, not the exact same shit, but a lot of the same shit as you are. And the the fact that they're actually asking for more gives you more protection. But you, like, are are refusing. It is, it is, like, I don't know, like, it's a lot of things. Some of y'all want 
cishet male dick, why girl it ain't worth shit? Because, I mean, it, it, like, I think, I think everything boils down to burn it down. But <laughs> I do think, <laughs> I think, like, and my thing is, none of this is, like, it's all just intersectional, right? Yeah, it is. And that's what blows me is that people really do try to, like, gate off where shit lies and who deserves what. And how about y'all just shut the fuck up, open all the gates, and ooh. We can go if, if most of the time, most most of the time, these people, most of the time, no one wants to fuck with each other anyway, right? Just off the base of like, these are billions of people on Earth. Most people won't, you won't encounter at mm-hmm. all, just in a just natural life, right? So if you open the gate, they probably won't even go through it. <laughs> like to white people, to cis people, to all like able people, not like realistically. Most of the time, these gates will not be, you know, gone through. So why are you making such a big deal? <laughs> you, this is the thing, because you just bring up an excellent point. Yeah, before colonial colonialism, niggas was to themselves. Come on now, y'all brought us off in here. Um, but you know, it is what it is, and like you know, here's where we are. So, yeah. So yeah, I just I. I I need y'all to really think critically. I'm not gonna say I don't understand because I do understand. Like I've absolutely been there, but it's I like that's why it annoys me though. <laughs> I understand all of it. All yes. of, like all the bullshit reasons because it's like I know I'm no further from the bullshit reasons than the bullshit reasons are further from me, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we are not like I'm not sitting here as if like I have grown beyond yes. the idea of any of these ideals. There are points in life where I do intersect with both. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's not something I'm happy about. But it's something I'm aware of. And the fact that people are not allowing themselves to be aware of their bullshit. It's like, we were all talking about my story the other day about this weird idea that people want good people. Like, people, even the people within the activism believe they are good people because they are on the right side of history. I don't like even like that terminology of the right side of history. I get where it's coming from. I'm not asking you to change it. But I'm asking you to understand it and what that truly means to you and how you can still go on the other side yeah how sometimes you might just go across the border a little bit because they need groceries over there you might come back but at that time that minute for the you to be shitting to someone else you did it i was i feel like the idea of being on the right side of history this is the reason why i hate the woke off shit because this is the thing everybody is ignorant to something everybody is oppressing somebody every like everybody like just as we talked about this when we were talking about restorative justice just as like the levels into which you know you harm are probably different you know i hope so we're not mm-hmm. all harming at you know harming weinstein levels yeah um but it's there yeah. no one is blameless no one is victimless right yeah um but it becomes this thing where like you said people like i want to be like to want to be a good person that means you lack intersectionality because M.O.K. was an activist for black people, right? But he was a shitty husband and father. Yeah. And so on that side, on the on the side of history of his family, we don't know where he lies. He was a bad person. We don't know. <laughs> he was a decent human. He was my father. You know, type of thing. I'm to my that. And even something I said earlier today, she said the fact that you phrased it as I want to be a good person means you are currently not. Yes. Means this is a goal that you are hoping to achieve someday. Stop that Jesus talk. Because yeah, we can't. You again, you cannot divest from you. We don't. You you the individual, as special as I know you think you are. We 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 grew up in that Gen X, Gen Z, where you know you're special. You got a special achievement trophy, Um, but you're not. Nope. (laughs) Regular. And you're regular, regular, and you fucking up just like everybody else does. The only difference is that some people are like Izzy just said are recognizing that yes, I fuck up and I'm doing that less as often as possible. And y'all don't want to think critically about the ways in which you can harm somebody because I feel like black women and I and I hear you, I hear us. You have we have plenty of reasons to be like, hey, when we want to talk about black women's issues, we want to censor ourselves and because we don't get spaces to do that often. But this is my thing. Trans women are black women. And oh. if you need a space that is absent of trans women, what are you really talking about? What are you, are we, are we talking about our shared trauma? Are we talking about our shared uh, liberation 
or we or do we need a, a pissy a, a pissy party a pity party to talk about to talk shit about trans women because we don't that's not a safe space like that that's not even a productive space nope. you get shit done you're not getting shit done because as long as there was um the, you know what perfect example <laughs> the, as long as I say Nina Pop and like most of y'all have blank stares on who the fuck that is. The fact that um, Hope in Disguise on Instagram posted it about uh, her. Uh, hold on one second. <laughs> there we go. Yes, here he is. Um, this was, yeah, not even a whole week ago. This is a little after our last episode went up. Um, about, it was three trans women who were murdered. And the fact that for a solid week, the, she, one of the women, she went unnamed, it went unknown, queer news channels and all of that, try to get it out there. And people just didn't know because no one gives a fuck. Yeah. How often that that happens? Because not only do lots of trans women just go unnamed, lots of them are misnamed and misgendered in their murders. And so they don't actually even get respect and fucking death. And it's like, just just as angry as we are about Breonna Taylor, you should be twice as fucking angry about every fucking thing else, about Nina Pop, about Tony McDade, about every trans person that's being murdered, and then nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Breonna Taylor, at the very least, y'all will memeify her, and she, she will be in conversation still. She will at least get that benefit. Trans women don't even get that. And and the idea that you really want to like separate yourself from them because you think you're what? Better? (laughs) Nothing. How? Because the first time that you put a black man in jeopardy, you're 5'10", that's too tall, you're a man. Come on. Femininity does nothing for you. Divorce yourself of that shit. Examine the reasons why you want to buy into it. Because feminine, as Hope said, you know, shout out to her again, Hope in Disguise. I mean, Hope Disguise on Instagram. Fantastic fucking quote. White women didn't even invent femininity for themselves. White men did. White women actively every day, and they pink pussy has tried to fight against the confines of femininity, and y'all are scraping to get in. Like, they don't even want... The people that have benefit doesn't even want to get in. They don't they, want to They trying to leave the club. <laughs> Damn, bitch. They said they shooting over there. Why are you going? Stop. That's ghetto. They said... No, we ain't going to say ghetto. Okay. That's the verb in my bag. You're right. <laughs> but they, they, they don't even want to meet up. Come on. Why y'all want to go to a party that everybody's saying is dead? It don't even make sense. And it doesn't get you anything. Because, like we said, all it... T- um, who, what's her name? 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 Uh, Leslie Jones. There we go. Leslie Jones. Hell, motherfucking fuck that. Blue Ivy Carter, an oh, eight-year-old bro, little they girl. Are already trying to go for the little kid, and I understand because I've been, you know, like I just I don't understand what they're, you know, what they're doing. Like, what you going no, I'm saying like I, I just I think that's so wild. I understand that they're doing it. You know what I mean? Like I mean they've been trying to do that since Shorty was born. And this is my thing, because, you know, light-skinned black women, listen up. Blue Ivy is proof. Y'all not safe. Nope. That Beyonce's child is not good enough, burn it down. Thank you. Um, I mean, you know, I, you got something else? (laughs) I mean, I just think this is a call out to all cis women, uh, Essentially, to like re I mean, to unite, you know, unite with all black women, <laughs> like you know what I mean, like and not men, you know, come every like. This is my thing: not wanting men around is not a problem, right? We, you know, we we okay with that. Excluding men, I'm all for that. But you cannot, you don't get to pick and choose who gets to buy into womanhood because the same criteria criteria that you stack up on another woman, somebody can easily stack up on you and decide that you don't need it either, bitch. Because mm-hmm. it's fickle and it's not real. <laughs> like, let that go. Let that go. I promise you, 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 you will 
live a lighter, better life. Mm-hmm. Or at least a more informed one. God damn. More realistic one. Come on, let's like serious. Yeah. More informed. <laughs> like y'all living fake lives right now, and I'm gonna need you. I get how easy it is to be ignorant. What is the who's the tweet? This man named him's like, uh, wish I wish I didn't know how to create music. Oh yeah, y'all, y'all seem to be happy. happy. <laughs> like, come on. My thing is the funny part is is none of these people are happy. That that's what really grinds my gears. Ooh. Like it, it's the fundamental unhappiness that makes you so hateful. And so if you, if you could be so much happier if you were just more realistic about your own place in the world and that of others in relation, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And how you do relate. Like, you know, just thoughts, opinions, ideas, throw it out there. But uh, shitty thing of the week. Um, my shitty thing of the week is... Um, there were like at least three times in the last week that I had to remind myself that bitch you sis too, so it applied to you. Ooh. Um, <laughs> that was a bar. Um, yeah, just, just um, getting like I, I just found myself getting like way too comfortable in like what I believe is my my allyship or whatever. Yeah, um, my ally. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, like I, I really just found myself like in somebody's comment section speaking really loud and like as, as if, <laughs> yeah, like just re- like not even like trying to like the thing is, is like, I came at, so like the tweet, like the person had like made a tweet, um, uh, calling out a system and it was like they were like in there, there, so essentially, this is what happened. It was on, it wasn't even Twitter, it was like their story was this, so uh. A cis woman was like, oh, well, you know, she, Megan does have big features, so, you know, yeah, she might be trans. And then uh, the person whose Instagram it was, like, swiped up on them and was like, what do you mean by that? Hey. hey. <laughs> it was like, what do you mean by that? And they, like, were going on to explain or whatever, and they just, it was transphobic, whatever. Like, I don't have to get into the transphobia that they said because it was there. <laughs> and then uh, the person whose Instagram it was, was, like, you know, talking their shit about it, and I was just like, yeah. Like, I think I swiped up and, like, did the 100 emojis. And then, like, I went past that mm-hmm. to start typing up my dissertation. Like, I don't get why these bitches need to. And I was like, yeah. you why? too. You, you too. Why, why we? Why we? You do this. And not even that. I was just like, not only we, but who? Why am I typing this to this person? Uh, yeah. Who is this for? Like, I'm trying to be like, I'm one of the good ones. Yes. Um, and I was just like, and like I said, and it was three times this week that I caught myself doing it. And I was like, okay, so you drink, you, you're sipping your own Kool-Aid. Come on. You didn't wash the couple Take panels. Yes. <laughs> yes. You didn't, you know, you didn't wash the couple po- a couple panels. You didn't read some new literature. And you're like, oh, I want to flex some new knowledge. And it's like, bitch, you're being a white person. That's Ooh. literally how I check myself. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm trying to tell somebody about my Afro-American studies class, and I can just keep that to myself. Period. Um, so, yeah, my shitty thing of the week. Um, my shitty thing of the week actually correlates to the subject. Uh, I just... Was that a, I guess, was that a week? Was that shade? What? He was like, my shitty thing of the week. No, 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 no. no. I, mean, I, I was talking shit. I didn't okay. think anymore. I was like, oh, I wasn't trying to. No, no, no. I didn't think But, that. no, um, with this this subject, you're not brought this up yesterday, the subject anyway, and what it reminded me of was um how i'm checking others like femininity at least but one specific time i know i did it excuse me is this uh you funny enough it's flex um <laughs> this uh person i basically she's an instagram influencer and she also has a podcast flex and bobo bobo and flex excuse me check it out um and basically she was posting like she was just vibing her in her like hoodie and jeans you know just mm-hmm. chilling hoodie and jeans and I, it was like she was with her boyfriend at the time. I went to IKEA, and I was like sitting here, and I was like watching the post. And I was like, "Oh my god, why is she wearing that? And is he finding her attractive? Like, that's not a cute fit." Da, da, da. Mm. And I was like, "Why the sex? You know, like, wow." So first of all, sis, um, why are you checking what her nigga or me or my not contractor? That's one. That's the best thing. That's like above base. You know what I mean? Base level. Um, below base, I meant, but that's below base level. But then also on top of that, why are you assuming that these are the stipulations of femininity and to be attractive? And then also on top of that, why are you stripping her natural, like natural womanhood, away from her? Yeah. And that if she wears certain clothes, she doesn't have it. Yeah. And just you know, a plethora of mm-hmm. questions. 
I usually like ask myself questions. And Nama says, why are you acting like a white woman? That's her basic question. <laughs> but I usually just go down a, like a list of questions I ask to myself as to why I'm, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. Why is your brain getting here? And then it went to myself and how I thought, I think I, in certain ways, physically relate to her, even though we look no physically alike. I think mm-hmm. we're just two fat black women and then dark-skinned black women. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, there's really no similarities. I think she has like a uh, big nose as well, but that's it. Um, but I was like, just seeing how much I related myself into Flex. And so therefore I was like, well, sis, you're doing us wrong. Like, yeah. what a fit at? What a fit at? You know for a fit. Like, you know, type shit. And so like, you know, it's checking self-checks. Even the people that you relate to and how would you, you know, I guess, perpetuate your own, like, you know, stereotypes onto them mm-hmm. that you do yourself yeah. because you do feel you relate. So that's something to think about, though, because I know we also were talking about um, social media representations and yeah. stuff like that, and how and what certain people you relate to and why you relate to them. And then on top of that, I think after you realize you relate, you do start, you know, you start like, to project a little bit. You start bit. projecting a little bit like what they're supposed to do and what yeah. they're supposed to be because you have decided that's what you're supposed to do, what you're supposed to look like. That sounds like a stand culture. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's Oyana. It's Izzy. It's, it's Lux. Lux. <laughs> you know, funny as hell. 